Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Madness podcast. I'm Min Dong. I'm Giglio. One day left until college basketball season begins. Yes, we are finally here. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It is 2 a.m. on the Sunday, but uh, you will see this probably somewhere between the 4.30 clock games and then uh, Sunday night football games because, you know, I can't, I can't not watch football playing the worst opponent in the fantasy league. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited to do this right now at 2 a.m. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. I'm, as you can tell, I'm a little sleepy, but you, you probably are too. I'm also not too bad. <laughs> technically, it's 3 a.m. Yeah, technically. It's a daylight savings, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had problems sleeping, honestly, these past couple of days. Is that because of college basketball? Probably not, but I don't know. But uh, I'm feeling alive, ready to go. Shout out Rostan, got my jersey, or shirt, I should say. Uh, obviously, the famous ones that we both have in our poster picture. But yeah, today is uh, kind of simple. Uh, not too much going on. Obviously, all the conference previews are now in the books. So if you missed yours, go back and check them out. There's 32 of them. So uh might be a while to find it, but it's there. Trust me. We did all of them, I promise. Uh, but yeah. Today, we're going to go over some awards, preseason awards. So we got the three All-American teams, the uh, positional awards, Bob Cousy for point guard, Jerry West for shooting guard, Julius Erwin for small forward, Carmelo for power forward, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for center. We're going to get the defensive player of the year, national player of the year, coach player, coach of the year, and uh, final four and champion. That is a mouthful, but uh, we will get all through that today. And probably going to make our picks on Monday and Tuesday, I assume. Probably. Probably okay. Monday. Not sure if we're gonna do an episode or not since uh yeah pretty yeah. pretty mentally worn out after doing a lot in a in a week. But uh understandable. You definitely see a spreadsheet on one of our on our uh, all our social media platforms, I should say. And uh, yeah, obviously for all this, this is kind of our predictions of everything, how this will all pan out by the end of the year. This is like not preseason stuff, it's kind of like our predictions for what the results will happen by the end of the year. Yes, and I have last year's results up as well because yeah. I thought that was very We'll compare them at the end of the episode since yeah. obviously only 40 minutes in this meeting now. So let's just get started. Uh, we kept the first first team All-Americans the same the preseason since it is pretty accurate. I think that's that's how it's going to pan out at the end of the year. Those, those guys are the best five guys in college basketball, in my opinion. Uh, that team is Drew Timmy, Oscar Sheebway, Armando Baycott, Marcus Sasser, Trace Jackson Davis. Yeah, and the actual preseason All-American list has Jaime Hawkins on that list. Uh, we both moved him down. I think it's a close race between him and Trace Jackson Davis, but uh, I gave uh, TJG the benefit of the doubt here. But yeah, I mean, all five of these guys, really good players. Timmy, Sheebway, Baycott, I'd say arguably three of the best players last year. Sasser coming back. I'm very excited to see what he can do. And obviously, TJD does his thing at Indiana. I think that's a very good list. So I'll move on to the second team for me. Uh, this is where things get a little bit different. First up for me, I have Jaime Hawkins. Obviously, I still think he's a phenomenal player, but uh, I think he will definitely be an All-American just on the first team. Hunter Dickinson from Michigan's here for me. Kendrick Davis from Memphis is here. Mike Miles Jr. from TCU. And Caleb Love from UNC. I think all uh, five of these guys are very good, and uh, this is the second UNC player I have. Two guys on the top two teams. Yeah, my second team, 
Mike Miles Jr., TCU, Jaime Hawkins, obviously UCLA, Hunter Dickinson, Michigan, I believe uh, those are the yeah, those are the agreements. I have Mike Miles twice there, which is uh, pretty silly of me. Oh, man. So uh, I'm going to change that to Jalen Wilson of Kansas. And last but not least, Baylor Schreierman of Creighton. Indeed, indeed. And uh, most of those guys are, uh, I believe, Dickinson's on the second team preseason. Davis is on the second team preseason. Caleb Lovers And they put the freshman Nick Smith on there, which I was surprised about. I actually put him on my third team, though. So my third team now, Jalen Wilson from Kansas, Nick Smith from Arkansas, Zach Eady, Purdue, Keontae George, Baylor, and By- Baylor Shireman, Creighton. I think that's a solid list. Obviously, some young guys in there. But uh, last year's All-American teams ended up having a lot of freshmen as well. So uh, that's just kind of a theme that I was unaware of, I guess. Uh, my third team, Zach Eady of Purdue. Charles Pride of Brian had to put him in one of the teams. Uh, Max Aismas of Oral Roberts, Grady D of Kansas, and I guess his last name, and Caleb Love of UNC is my third team. Indeed, indeed. And now we get to the positional awards. Uh, first up, Bob Cousy for point guard. I'm going to quickly run down all the guys on the list right now. There are about 25 or so names, so I'll quickly run through those. Uh, Javon Quinnerly, Alabama. Caleb Love, UNC. Curry Kisa, Arizona. Grant Sherfield, Oklahoma, Wendell Green Jr., Auburn, Max Aismas, Oral Roberts, Isaiah Stevens, Colorado State, Will Richardson, Oregon, Ryan Nethard, Creighton, Yuri Collins, St. Louis, Antoine Davis, Detroit Mercy, Mike Miles Jr., TCU, Jeremy Roach, Duke, Tyrese Hunter, Texas, Severe Wheeler, Kentucky, Jordan Walker, UAB, Darius McGee, Liberty, Tiger Campbell, UCLA, Kendrick Davis, Memphis, and finally, Kahi Clark. Virginia. Keep in mind, players can move in and out of this list as the season goes on. Who is your player of the year? Bob Cousy award winner. Yeah, my Bob Cousy award winner, Mike Miles Jr. of TCU. Uh, like I mentioned in the Big 12 preview, I'm surprised he he uh, decided to return because I think he was going to get drafted. He's going to hear his name called. Uh, but hey, good for TCU, man. They got their guy back. And uh I think he's the best point guard in this sport. Yeah, there's a lot of great guys here. I'm going to go with Gary Collins, though, a guy who I did not put on an All-American team. But uh, as you saw last year, he led the nation in assists per game. And the very surprise, he came back to St. Louis. But I think him and uh, he's going to do very good at St. Louis. And I think St. Louis is due for a very big year. So I think uh, Yuri Collins gets my nod here. But there's a lot of fantastic guys on this list. Yeah. And now we get to... The Jerry West Award, uh, winner of the top shooting guard. I'll go over that watch list. Obviously, 20 preseason candidates, like you mentioned, guys can move in and out. So there are guys on this list that could hop in in the uh, midseason award watch list. But I'll go over the preseason award watch list. Nick Smith Jr., Arkansas, Adam Flagler, Baylor, Charles Pride, Bryant, Tyrese Proctor, Duke, Malachi Smith, Gonzaga, Razier Bolton, Gonzaga, Marcus Sasser, Houston, Sam Shannon Jr., Illinois, Kevin McCuller Jr., Kansas, Antonio Reeves, Kentucky, Keeson Wallace, Kentucky, Tavion Kinsey, Marshall, Isaiah Wong, Miami, Isaiah Mosley, Missouri, Trequavion Smith, NC State, Dane Goodwin, Notre Dame, Matt Bradley, San Diego State, 
Joe Gerard III, Syracuse, Santiago, Viscovi, Tennessee, and Amari Bailey, UCLA, who is your Jerry West Award winner at the end of the year. Yeah, very good list. Uh, I do like this list a lot more than the Bob Cousy list. No disrespect. I think there's a lot of fantastic guys. Uh, this this award at least has a lot more names and it's a lot more competitive in my personal opinion. I'm going Mark Sasser from Houston, obviously coming back off the injury, uh, due, due for a big year. I think I'm buying it on Houston this year. I think they're going to be really good and uh, we'll see how far they can go. Yeah, mine's, mine's a little bit of a biased pick. The best shooting guard in the Northeast. If you look at the list, man, there's no shooting guard on this list in the Big East or the A-10. So that means Charles Pride is the best shooting guard in the Northeast. Uh, no, not Joe Gerard the third. Uh, but uh, yeah, Charles Pride is, is the Cherry of West Award winner. It's all love from me. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. No comment. Uh, we'll now move on to the Jerry uh, Julius Irving Award for best small forward. Obviously, Sam, 20 guys uh, in and out. First up, Brandon Miller from Alabama, Leaky Black, North Carolina. Pele Larson, Arizona, Caleb McConnell, Rutgers, Jordan Walsh, Arkansas, Harrison Ingram, Stanford, Baylor Sherman, Kansas, uh, not Kansas, Creighton, Josiah Jordan James, Tennessee, Tariq Whitehead, Duke, Timmy Allen, Texas, Matthew Cleveland, Florida State, Kevin O'Banner, Texas Tech, Julian Strother, Gonzaga, Jaime Hacquez Jr., UCLA, Jalen Wilson, Kansas, Cam Whitmore, Villanova, Chris Livingston, Kentucky, Tyler Wall, Wisconsin, Jamison Battle, Minnesota, and Colby Jones, Xavier. Who is your pick? Mine is Baylor Schreierman, nice and simple. Probably another biased pick, I ain't going to lie. But I think he's due for a very good season. And uh, I don't think he's a small forward. I think he's a big guard. But uh, you know what? He's gonna, they're going to put him. I feel like they get most of these positions wrong because I see yeah. Malone watch this right now. I'm on it. And I see guys that are centers that are – they're not power forwards. They're centers. I, I guarantee you they're centers. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. for That's my spiel. Definitely agree. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of versatile guys in the NCAA, and uh, that's just one of the flaws of it, I suppose. But uh, I'm going to go Jalen Wilson out of Kansas. I think he's due for a big year. Obviously, that core of Kansas is gone. If you talked about in the Big 12 Conference preview, go check that one out. But uh, I think uh, Wilson's the key core to this team this year. I know there's a lot of other guys that do come into this program. But I think Wilson's that go-to guy. I got him winning this award. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the Carl Malone Award for Best Power Forward. Watch this. And Tarike Freeman, Akron, Azulas Tubelis, Arizona, Janai Broom, Auburn, Arthur Kaluna, Creighton, Daron Holmes II, Dayton, Kyle Fikowski, Duke, Jalen Slauson, Furman, Drew Timmy, Gonzaga, Jerace Walker, Houston, Trace Jackson Davis, Indiana, Chris Murray, Iowa, KJ Williams, LSU, Dante Scott, Maryland, DeAndre Williams, Memphis, Norchad O'Meara, Miami, Pete Nance, North Carolina, Gigi Jackson, South Carolina, Jaden Gardner, Virginia, Justin Mutz, Virginia Tech, and Graham Ike of Wyoming, who is your Carl Malone Award winner. Yeah, man. Shout out Jaden Gardner, obviously. Interviewed him way, way, way back. And uh, look what he's doing now. Big things for him. Uh, my award winner, though, is going to be uh, Drew Timmy. Obviously, one of the best players in college basketball, undoubtedly. Coming back for another year. I expect him to have another phenomenal season after last year. 
Uh, this guy just knows how to win, and uh, he's a good player. Got to give him respect, even though I do not like Gonzaga personally. Shout out to me. Yeah, shaved. I shaved because um, it was looking ugly. I ain't going to lie. You were the ones that said that was looking ugly, but uh, your decision didn't really affect it. But, yeah, shout out to the mid-major guys, Freeman and Slauson. Love to see the mid-major love. Because those are two very good players that the world should know about. But obviously, Drew Timmy's the easy choice here. Definitely agree. Yeah, celebration. We'll see if he does that a lot more this year. Finally, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award candidates, uh, obviously for the best center in the college basketball world. Great list once again. And uh, I don't know what list is the best in terms of talent because uh, there's a lot of very talented lists. If I do say so myself, and there's a lot of talented basketball players, if I also do say so myself. Let us begin. Charles Vidiaco, Alabama. Omar Ballo, my boy from Arizona. PJ Hall uh, from my school, Clemson. Brian Cockbrenner, a fan favorite from Creighton. Derek Lively, uh, the second, sorry, Duke. Colin Castleton, Florida. Oso Nocioni, Iowa State. Oscar Shibway, Kentucky. Hunter Dickinson, Michigan. Armando Baycott, North Carolina. Musa Cisse, Oklahoma State. Kalia Ware, Oregon. Zach Eady, Purdue. Clifford Oyamori, Rutgers, Fardazi Mock, Texas Tech, Adim Bona, UCLA, Adama Sanogo, UConn, Brandon Carlson, Utah, Jamarian Sharp, Western Kentucky, and Jack Nunji. Xavier, who's your pick? Yeah, I think there's only two options here. I'm going to pick No, two? I think there's one, two, but okay. I think, I think, I think there's a clear top two here that's really close. There's a top two, yeah, but I mean, yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of sleepers in this list. Yeah, but uh, Oscar Sheeway is the easy pick. For yes, and I believe I went with Baycott, and I did. Sheeway's uh, obviously out for some time. I think they'll impact him a little bit. Baycott's solid after last year. I think he's the uh, choice to go with. Yeah, and uh, I believe there's next up is the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year Award, which I do not think there's a watch list for. Do you mind? I don't believe so. Yeah, so we'll go with our gut here. My gut is telling me Kayla McDonald from Rutgers. He is absolutely locked down. And obviously his stats don't show it, but, man, he's locked down. I'm telling you, he's locked down. Definitely agree. And uh, your guy was on the list last year for the semifinals. Uh, so was my guy. So just two guys returning from the list from last year. I'm going to go with Jamarian Sharp, though. Western Kentucky. Shout out to him. Love Western Kentucky. How can you go wrong? A 7-6 forward who is leading the nation in blocks. And uh, this dude's an absolute problem on the defensive side of the ball. I know he's mid-major level, but uh, he plays like a high-major guy and one of the best defenders in the nation. Got to give it to him. Uh, but there's a lot of great guys you go with. Uh, honorable mention, I'm going to go with Nathan Mensa from San Diego State. Yeah, definitely agree. He's my runner-up. And uh, National Player of the Year. See the biggest award there is. Uh, the one award. That's a very... Very good award. Uh, I have an extremely hot take that I yep. know you're, you're laughing at right now. You, I see the spreadsheet. I wrote his name, and you wrote LMAO right next to it. I just realized that right now. Uh, we, go and we, we have some sort of theme here, and that theme is uh, TCU. Mike Miles Jr. is my winning award winner at the end of the year. Uh, yeah. So uh, RTM bets. I got him at plus 9,000. I'm happy. Yeah, very interesting pick. Uh, 
Can't say it's not impossible, but uh, I think it's going to be hard to top these top five guys on this All-American first team. But, hey, you never know. Anything's possible in the college basketball world. I'm going to go with Armando Baycott, though. Um, I know that's an interesting pick considering UNC has a lot of great supporting cast guys that could steal from his spotlight. But I do think that Baycott was the focal point of that UNC team last year and why they were so talented. I know everyone's really high on them this year after making it to the tournament as the eighth seed. I understand that, but I still do believe that uh, Armando Baycott, when he plays, uh, he impacts the game a ton for UNC. And uh, I especially saw it um, against Clemson and against other, other ACC opponents. Uh, when Baycott was in, it was hard. They had to double team him at some points. Uh, he was an unstoppable force, it seemed, down low. And when he was out in some of those March Madness games, it showed. Uh, it showed when UNC struggled a little bit without him. But, um, yeah, I think he's due, and I think he's the best player in college basketball right now. But there's a very close list. And, obviously, Shibwe going for something great last time. Uh, to, going back-to-back, back, obviously, last time to do that was Tyler Hansborough uh, in 2008, I believe, who said in a trivia question. Yeah, one more trivia question, like you mentioned. Uh, Coach of the year, like I said, there's a theme going on that is uh, TCU. I would like you to do me a favor and pull up the Big 12 preview from last year, Uh, please. Big 12? Yeah, Big 12. Yeah, yeah. uh, Just just, 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 just do it, man. Yeah. uh, my coach of the year is Jamie Dixon of TCU. Uh, looking at his uh his records here, he has not finished once over 500 in conference play. Last year was his second best year. He, he finished eight and ten. That's that was good enough for fifth. And uh, I know we had a. I feel like we had a harsh ranking in the Big Ten preview last year for TCU. Yeah, I put them ninth. You put them seventh. All right, so I was a lot closer. I'm always a lot closer. We know that. But uh, this is a team that competed with Arizona. And, uh, man, I, I enjoyed watching this team play. One of the more overachieving teams from last year. And with everybody back, I think I think he's on to something this year. Uh, Jamie Dixon, my coach of the year. Yeah, and similar thing for me. Um. I mean, these awards are kind of obviously on our gut and uh, who we're really buying in on this year. Obviously, you're buying on in on TCU a lot. Uh, I'm buying in on Houston. I, I think Houston's going to be really good this year, and I'm very excited to see what they can do. And um, I got Kelvin Sampson as my head coach, or not head coach, coach of the year award. Um, obviously, last year was Ed Cooley. Uh, shout out to him. Obviously, Providence, phenomenal job. Providence, is it's going to be a little different story, obviously, it seems like the trend has been a team who's obviously going to overachieve expectations. For Houston, their expectation is to be a top three team in the nation at this exact moment. So I can see the flaw in picking, obviously, Kelvin Sampson to win this award. But I still believe Houston is a dominant team, and I, I really am buying into Houston a lot this year. So uh, I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm going to pick uh, Kelvin Sampson to win coach of the year for Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, our final final and favorite topic of the day the final four and national champion we don't have a runner-up since you know we don't we just don't but uh my final four Creighton, tennessee tcu and san diego state that is my final four 
And uh, my national championship, obviously, has been spoiled. It is the Creighton Blue Jays. Two of the last three years, I have picked them as my preseason national champions. Who did I pick last year as my preseason national champion? You picked Purdue. Did I? You did. Sure, I, I do not remember picking. Yeah, right. I picked Purdue. And your hot take was South Dakota State will be this year's Oral Roberts, obviously from two years ago, which was not a bad take. It fell a little bit short, but uh, obviously not a bad. Yeah, take. Maybe we we maybe we had a hot take again we, we, at yeah, the end we, of this. But my uh, hot take last year was no SEC team will make it to the Final Four, so I was correct on that standpoint. So shout out to me. But um, what? Job. Thanks, man. And, uh, yeah, now looking for my Final Four, I, I thought long and hard about it. Um, I'm still not certain on it. Obviously, how could you be? It's November 6th. How could you be so certain on a Final Four that is happening in March? Or I should say April, technically. But um, going with my gut. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't think it will end up being the case. But uh, all four of my teams are in the preseason AP pool. Usually doesn't end up being that way, but hey, I mean, you never know. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. So my final four will consist of Oregon, Houston, Creighton, and Texas. Uh, I think all four of these teams, a lot of experience and a lot of new talent coming in as well. Um, obviously for Oregon, bringing some very good transfers, and uh, it's going to be a big year for Oregon. Obviously, a lot of success in the Mark Fans tournament. You got Houston, another team who's seen success, made it to the final four two years ago. I think this is the year for them. Creighton, obviously looking for a big year. And uh, with them fully healthy, I think they're a very good team. Uh, I think they're the best team in the Big East at this exact moment. And you got Texas, a team that obviously I've bought into a lot. And uh, I think this year could be a special year for them uh, with all the good guys coming in. So if I had to pick a uh, championship um, matchup, I don't know who I'd pick, honestly. I think, I think Houston and Texas might get there for me. Uh, I think Houston, like I said, I'm really bought into them this year. But something about those Longhorns, man, uh, I just have I just have a way with words with them, and I just think that they're just a really good team. So for a national champion, welcome Horns, baby, <laughs> Texas once again. I think this is the year for them. I'm gonna go with Texas and uh, welcome Horns. That's my that's gonna be my pick. So uh, it's preseason, I know things change, but right now. I'm bought in on this Texas team after what I saw in the preseason. Beat Arkansas by 30. I'm bought in. Poke them horns. Yeah, you're always – when are you not bought into them? Uh, it's like me picking, creating the Tennessee and alternating every year. But uh, it's whatever. I, uh, my hot take – my hot take is the, the A-10, the American, and the Mountain West – get the same amount of bids as the Pac-12 this year. So you're not bought on the Pac-12? I'm not bought in at all. I see three good teams. It was the same thing last year. Arizona, Oregon, and UCLA. And USC. But uh, that's four now. But uh, you get the point. I think I'm not bought on the, I'm not bought at all on the Pac-12. I think it's, it's very weak. And when UCLA and USC leave – with a Big Ten, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. I, I could, yeah. I, it's gonna be. I don't know how many bids will be there. I I only see two or three when they leave. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. And uh, for me, my hot take. I'm gonna do a similar take to last year's hot take. 
Uh, this time I'm going to go to a different conference though, and I'm going to spice it up a little bit. And I'm going to look at the Big Ten at this exact moment. And the Big Ten last year, obviously they had two teams go to the Elite Eight, Michigan and Purdue. No, Sweet 16, I'm sorry. Uh, Michigan and Purdue. Um, and that was two teams that went to the Sweet 16 out of the nine teams that made it to the tournament. Uh, I still believe that they'll get a ton of got, uh, teams to get into the tournament. But um, I'm going to say that only one Big Ten team will make it past the first weekend. That's my hot take. I know the Big Ten's notorious for phenomenal teams. I don't know. Something's telling me that this year it's going to be a little bit of a dip for the Big Ten. And uh, what, that, what that one team will be, I'm not sure. I mean, uh, the consensus pick would probably be Indiana, but I'm not, I'm, I don't, I'm not totally bought in on them just yet. I think they're going to be really good, but I'm not totally sold on them just yet. I need to see how they start playing, and then I'll make a decision upon that. But uh, I think only one Big Ten team will make it past the first weekend in March Madness. Excuse me, I'm yawning. I totally agree with that statement, honestly. Uh, I'm not bought on a Big Ten. I'm bought on them as a conference. I think they're going to get a lot of bids once again. Uh, obviously, seven is a lot. That's what I think they're going to get. I think it's going to be somewhat of a down year for them compared to the past three years. Yeah. Looking at the Talmud, I, like, I, I just think there's a lot more teams that are more prepared and more, like, veterans. Like, they got they got veterans. That's a, that, that's I, I can't really phrase it right now. But, yeah, I'm not really sold on it like you. And, uh, yeah, that was a quick episode. So, like, I'll, I'll do one more topic. So, obviously, we did, we did 10 conferences at the very end. We saved the best 10 conferences for very end, starting with the West Coast Conference. So that leaves the other 22 conferences. Who is your mid-major team to watch in the tournament if, if they get there? Mm. Yeah, we did that last year as well, I believe. Or we did mid-major player of the year, I suppose. I um, think mid-major player of the year. Let's do that first. Okay. Um, mm, mm. I don't know. I'm, I don't know. Uh, if, I, I, if I had to pick a team... Mm, that's a tough question, honestly, because there's a lot of there's a lot of different avenues you could go down. Um, the first team that come to mind was Hofstra, honestly. I don't know why, but Hofstra's just kind of on my mind right now. And uh, I think Hofstra's due for a big year. I think the Colonial, I think the Colonial got a huge upgrade with all these new teams coming in. So uh, I'm gonna go with Hofstra. Um, that won't be my player necessarily because I know they got. Um, Who's this? Who's their stud? I forget his name. Aaron Estrada. Yeah, they got Estrada over there. But uh, mid-major play of the year, I'm, I'm going to go with Darius McGee, though. I think he's an absolute bucket from Liberty, as he was last year. Uh, he's a go-to guy. I mean, I picked Max Asmus two years ago. Uh, you picked Baylor Schreierman, who ended up, that ended up working well for you. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll go with um, Darius McGee as major player of the year. But a mid-major team to watch out for, I'll go Hofstra. Yeah, like you mentioned, there's a lot of routes you could go with the Cinderella team. My mid-major player year is pretty obvious. I have Charles Pride here a lot, so I'll stick with that that uh, theme as well. There's, there's a couple of themes in this episode if you watch through it. But, uh, yeah, like you said, there's a lot of routes you could go. You could go to Conference USA route with UAB and West Kentucky, but that's lame because those two, they win games in the tournament. They, they can go far. They're good enough to be a, in a high major conference and earn at large. I'll be honest. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we're gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with once again back to my favorite. One of my favorite conferences. It's so calm. I'm going to Furman here. I think. I think Richie Riley. I think. Uh, He's never made the tournament before. He's been in the AP poll at Furman, but he's never been in the tournament before, which I'm very surprised about. He's had huge success there. And, man, he's he's going to be a very good coach. He's still very young. He's going to have a big-time job in the future. But I think I think what the, the bigger schools are looking for when they when they see him is a, is a tournament bid. And I think he could do something beyond a tournament bid. I think they could go deep into a tournament. Yeah, with the team they have this year. Definitely. And another team I want to quickly mention is Kent State. Uh, obviously, last year they made it to the tournament. Uh, I think they can definitely run her up once again. Uh, Sincere Carey's back. Santiago's back. Malik Jacobs is back. Uh, I know I just researched this on the fly, but, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to think of top mid-major teams when you've covered so many in so many different conferences. And, um, yeah, man, preseason actually – Kent State played Houston and Gonzaga, so I think that's definitely going to help them out and then stretch of things. So I'll go Kent State as another team to watch out for. But obviously, there's a ton of great mid-major programs looking to steal games. Will we have another St. Peter's this upcoming season? I, I hope so. I mean, I think that's kind of an enjoying part of the game to get a team like St. Peter's who sees no, no chance of going far and uh, ends up going very far in the tournament. Uh, we always love seeing that. So uh, hopefully that happens once again. I don't, I don't think this year, for some reason, I don't think that will happen. Obviously, it happened the past two years or our St. Peter's. I mean, it usually doesn't happen every year. So this could be the year off, but we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we end this, there is, unfortunately, one team we have not covered this whole. We've covered 350-plus Division One basketball teams, and there's one that is not in the conference there. Their list says independent, and that is Chicago State. Oh, yeah. And obviously, we we can't do any justice without covering Chicago State. Uh, I don't really know. I'm looking at the roster right now. I don't I don't know who started last year. I don't know who's returning. Uh, but I do see they do have a former top 100 guy in Elijah Weaver coming in from Dayton and USC, which I'm very surprised about. I ain't gonna lie. Um, that, that that's that's a big question mark for me, but. Hey, man, I think he's going to do great things there. I was just looking at that team. I know disrespect. And looking at the schedule, it's a it's a tough schedule, man. Uh, for independent schools, kind of like in college where Notre Dame plays a lot of ACC schools. And you get the point, BYU plays a lot of – it's like you got to fill in non-conference schedules. And I'm looking at the schedules. It's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good schedule in my opinion. Yeah, and they got Elijah Weaver to come in. I said that, That's, yeah. That's that's insane. Yeah, that's really good, honestly. And uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at who came back from the starting lineup, and uh, I don't know if many guys did. Um, I'm trying to quickly go down it. I mean, I could go down. I mean, usually how we do this is we. I mean, I guess some of you don't know. We usually just go to the team website, go to stats, go to roster for this year, and just kind of link them up and see who's here and who's not. So. There's something you know. They got one starter coming back, uh, Deshaun Corbett, who was a pretty good player last year. And they also got uh, – I think that's all they got back from the lineup, honestly. I think so, too. I totally agree. see a little March 1st game with Gonzaga. Another mm-hmm. schedule, which is uh, 
typical Gonzaga. We'll, we'll go. We'll, we'll do score prediction when that time comes. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I believe that's all. Yes, and I do have one more piece before we do end this episode. Um, I will make a actual official announcement on it tomorrow, Sunday. Well, today I suppose, but uh, this year we will be doing something interesting. Uh, as you know, we love to make picks uh, on the games. Uh, obviously, who wins what game? Yada yada yada. This year, we will be inviting that to everyone who is listening who would like to participate. Um, we are so basically, I'll explain it. We made a Google form and we will be sending, or we'll be linking this Google form in our social media. What it will have is the game of the day, essentially. So if we look at tomorrow, I haven't really looked at what the game of the day would be. But for example, the first game that I see here is Tennessee, Tennessee Tech. If that was the game of the day, put that on the Google form. What you would have to do, type in your name, pick the team that's going to win. And if they win, you get a point. And I also have a leaderboard attached. And in that leaderboard, it will have who's winning, essentially. We'll go all the way down to the end of the season. And whoever wins first place will get a $25 gift card to a probably Visa or Amazon. We will decide that or they, we can demo them. That will be determined, obviously, at the end of the year. But uh, I'll make this official announcement on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. So if you would like to join, you just have to fill out a form, put out your name, pick their team, and you're in. And obviously, if you miss a day, that's okay. I mean, you can still have a chance to win because no one's perfect. But uh, it, it's just – it'll take, like, what, a minute max per day to pick a game. And if it wins, it wins. If not, if not. So uh, I'll post this later today on Sunday. So uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited for that. Obviously, completely separate from the bracket challenge we run, we expect that yes. to be a lot bigger. Oh, yes. Huge Very exciting. It's humongous. And uh, one more thing before we end. Obviously, due to time constraints nowadays, we cannot do as many picks as we would like. But we will give you uh, our, our locks of the day. What is your lock? I don't know. What, what's a better word for lock? Our bets of the day. What's, what's your bet of the day? Um, yeah, uh, obviously we've been looking at all the stuff. The Lions came out yesterday. Um, game that immediately caught my eye was Hofstra. That's kind of why Hofstra was on my mind, to be honest. Um, Hofstra is playing Princeton. Um, I really do like Hofstra this year. I think obviously they're the preseason favorites to win the Colonial. Princeton's, don't get me wrong, the favorites to win the Ivy, or second to win the Ivy behind 10. But, uh, I think this Hofstra team is very dangerous. I know they're on the road, but, uh, Someone's telling me Hofstra's due for a big game. So I'm going to go Hofstra winning this game. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's one of mine. I say, I say you save Hofstra money line or Hofstra spread. Which one do you want? Um, well, the spread has been changing all over the place. I, I personally got it at three and a half. It went down to one and a half, back up to two and a half. Um, I take spread to be safe. I think it could be a very close game. So I'll do spread Hofstra. Yeah. Uh, I'd say Hofstra money line in my opinion, but uh, okay. next bet for me is now my my computer's not working, but I'll I'll get to it. It is Seattle, Seattle, yeah. uh, to cover their their three point favorites against UC San Diego. Really like Seattle coming into the year. Um, I think they want their favorites for that conference. What conference is it? Uh, I'm whack. Whack. Correct. Not the favorites, but they're up there, yeah. They're up there. 
Um, but uh, yeah, UC San Diego should struggle this year, in my opinion. And I think Seattle will cover the, the three points. Indeed, indeed, and we'll post those on obviously the RTM bets page. Uh, stay tuned for that as well. So a lot of good stuff happening in this Road to Madness podcast era, year three of the college basketball season underway now. Well, technically year four, because I see, for those of you who do not know the story, we used to have an Instagram page that we slowly ran with one other kid. Um, shout out to him, Will. Um, but yeah, obviously things no happened. What? No shout out for Will. He left us. He had an opportunity to be part of this. He but... did have an opportunity to be part <laughs> of this. He didn't capitalize on it. It's all right. We're still friends with him. It's okay. But regardless, um, yeah, entering year three now of this podcast, very excited and uh, great things around the corner. Obviously still improving every single day and uh, our fan base continues to grow. I uh, actually got an all-time high on plays the other day. So shout out to everyone that viewed these plays and uh, continue to grow our social medias. Everything's going well. So um, can't wait. We'll see you probably on Monday or Tuesday. But for college basketball, we are back. So, yes, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, it's always March, baby. It's always March, baby. We're back.